You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Good evening and welcome to episode 126 of the Boys in the Booth podcast. Cody, Abrams, and Melbourne, all three with you. And uh, guys, what a treat the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs was as we move on to round two. We've got a night off from games and it all starts back up again on Tuesday night. So we're going to tee up the four remaining matchups, the eight teams that remain in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But first of all, uh, I ask how you guys are doing on this Monday evening. Man, I have been busy. It has been a crazy last 10 days for me, uh, starting my Friday, last Friday in Creemore, and then Saturday at Chad's, Sunday at Chad's, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Restaurants Canada show in Toronto, and then driving to Brockville, working in Brockville for a day, and then driving to Ottawa for a concert. We all saw uh, Shaky Graves, which is my favorite artist, and if you've never heard of him, you just gotta look up his audio tree session on YouTube, and you'll have your mind blown. But that was a freaking awesome concert and we had so much fun that we went to just an absolute trash bar after had some more fun there and uh finished it off uh saturday at the keystorm in brothville watching the leafs tampa game chad what the fuck are you wearing <laughs> i was waiting for someone to say it harp didn't even bat an eye he's like oh this is a normal attire for a monday night uh guys it's vacation time for me the leafs are out and you know as i say as they say if you can't beat them join them so i'm heading down to florida tomorrow morning and uh, maybe I'll be able to see an NHL playoff game not involving the Maple Leafs because, once again, they didn't make it to the second round. So maybe I'll be able to catch a Tampa, Florida game. But that's what that's what's going on with the get-up here, guys. I'm in vacation mode, ready to send it down to Florida and watch some uh, some true hockey down there, perhaps. Yeah, there's, uh, there's one thing I quickly wanted to do. I wanted to say maybe a couple words or, or a little um, here. This sounds like a eulogy. All right, I'll, I'll cut that off quick. Copyright um, case. <laughs> copyright strikes coming in hot. <laughs> I just wanted to pour one out for all my dead Leafs fan homies who have given up on the team and, and no longer want to be a Leafs fan. Um, honestly, I was rooting for them this year. <clears throat> There's a lot of people that I like seeing suffer that are Leafs fans, mostly people around my age that really suck and are wearing a sun hat right now. And then... But man, I wanted to see them win for the dads, for all my friends' dads that I know that have just been dying for the last, <clears throat> their whole lives, honestly. Like, I, not too many of them are, were big fans when they won their last cup. But, you know, just like, just thinking about guys like, like Reese Barrett's dad, Kurt, just probably screaming at the TV at home and then now has to switch to watch the Blue Jays suck for a little bit. It's like, I feel for those guys. I really do. And I was hoping Toronto was going to win, but also at the same time, I, I was kind of cheering when Tampa would score too. So I was just glad it was good hockey and both teams had fun. I'll say this, Hart, before you jump back in here. 
Obviously, this episode, we're going to be uh, predicting the second round matchups here. So we've got four matchups we're going to talk about. Along the way, I'm sure we'll be able to sprinkle in some stuff about the first round. But we're not going to kind of go through it, you know, because we talked about these teams already a bunch. We all saw the series. We know how it played out. So we want to get our predictions out. And along the way, we'll talk about what happened in the first round as well, uh, a bit less formally. Also, though, I do want to say in, in the next week or two, I know some people are probably dying to, to hear my take on the Maple Leafs because obviously I'm the biggest clown fan for the, for the Leafs. Any, anyone knows who listens to the podcast. So I'm going to do that in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to put out an episode, uh, a Let Us Explain episode, a nice long one where we just focus on the Maple Leafs. So that's just so I don't take up all the airtime for, for us three to talk about our predictions and, and get everything in. And uh, yeah, so I'll be doing that in the next week or so. And, and yeah, should be... Should be a good time. Yeah, look forward to that. And, uh, you know, Case, you mentioned all the dads out there that are Leaf fans. Well, you guys know my dad very well and how big of a Leafs fan he is. And uh, But honestly, I was more into the game than he was on Saturday night. You know, he just kind of said afterwards... I'm used to this by now, which sucks to hear. And, um, you know, was really hoping that they would win for him. I was really into the game. Like, I was acting like a full-on Toronto Maple Leafs fan on Saturday night, wanting them to win that game seven. And uh, just the the atmosphere, the, the crowd in Toronto, it would have been incredible to be there for all of it. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's another year with this core where they're out early. And uh, mm-hmm. Chad, like you alluded to, looking forward to kind of getting your take in a separate episode in the next week or so. So anyway, really too bad. But um, you know what? We we get the Battle of Florida. That's going to be excellent. The Battle of Alberta. And, and uh, really, all four matchups are going to be great for the second round. So let's get into it. How did you guys do in the first round, by the way, just out of eight? <clears throat> six for eight and i had i think three three of the matchups 100 percent based off games and who won nice harp you did you did you tally it up as well yeah six for eight for me minnesota and toronto were the victims uh for for me the teams that i picked that uh, you know things just didn't work out for them and then obviously my, my games were off i mean a couple of games that you picked that you know w- you thought were going to go to five games but uh you know didn't think that we'd have more closer series um but uh yeah no all all good all things considered and the two teams that have gotten stanley cup finals are still going and and i think have a good chance to to you know go deep still and and all of that so yeah not too bad yeah i i went five for eight uh so i was a bit like worse than you two guys my my one thing that i wish i didn't reverse was my new york rangers pick i just hated them against the penguins if the pens got good goaltending they didn't and Shesterkin stole stole the show once again i actually that's why i didn't post our um our nhl.com brackets because in my bracket i originally picked the rangers but then on the podcast i made a last minute switch and picked the penguins i was going back and forth like you know went to game seven overtime either one would have been a good pick but so that was i kind of regret not trusting my gut there and and trying to go all in on the penguins again but you know what are you going to do if louis Domingue is your your starter or if you get jari back he's still got a broken foot but yeah, so the Toronto Tampa one, the Boston Carolina one, and the Pittsburgh New York Ranger one for me were all wrong. 
But in those series, I said seven games. They all went to seven. It just didn't go the way I wanted. So looking forward to uh, hopefully being a, a bit better here for my second round predictions. But again, who knows? It's playoff hockey, right? So Yeah, again, just w- what a weekend to finish the first round. Five game sevens, two of them on Sunday night. Both went to OT. Like just absolutely incredible first round of NHL playoff hockey. And it's only going to get better from here, I think. So, uh, all right, let's tee up the second round. We'll go east to west. And we'll start with the first matchup in the east. The Carolina Hurricanes defeated the Boston Bruins in seven games against the New York Rangers, who took out the Pittsburgh Penguins in seven. Uh, Guys, I've got Carolina taking this series in six games. Uh, Thoughts on this one? Hurricanes and the Rangers should be a good one. You know, this this round's going to be a little bit easier for me uh, to watch just because (laughs) there's really only two series that I'm super duper interested in in this round, and one's in the East and one's in the West. This series is not one of those. I am not very into watching the Rangers and Carolina play. Uh, It's not an interesting matchup. There's not a rivalry there. Um, I don't know. It's it'll be good because they're both young talented teams obviously um but i've got a hard time picking in this one honestly uh, uh, do do either of you guys know freddie anderson's situation i i don't i'm not sure i'm not sure if anyone knows right now it seems like rant has yeah. been the guy so yeah yeah so well that's what that's one of the fears I have of Carolina. It seems like when you get in these situations with two goaltenders and have to make a choice, everyone's making the wrong choice so far. Uh, we saw that maybe in Minnesota, but um, that's one thing I do like about the Rangers is Igor's their guy. And he's good. He had, you know, maybe two games that he he would like back, but the guy also saw like 85 shots in the first game. <laughs> like, I think, you know, maybe he's a little tired. Uh, so I got to base this on my original bracket, I think. And because of that, I'm going to go with Carolina in seven games because Carolina took down Boston. I did not expect that to happen. Um, so given the fact that they beat Boston and how they did it, it was just strong at home. They're so good at home and they're the they're the um, higher seed here. So they're going to get that home matchup, I think. Carolina is going to get it in seven. The Rangers are going to put up a fight. Uh, Igor is going to stand on his head. But yeah, ultimately, Carolina in seven. Yeah, guys, this is actually the most lopsided um, series, according to Money Puck right now. They, they've got Carolina winning at 79%. I think that's crazy. I don't know how you even slap a number on that. But their model, that's what it spit out, 79% for Carolina here. I think it's a lot closer than that. But uh, at the same time, I'm going to have to agree with you here, Case. I'm going Carolina in seven games. Uh, they're the better team, top to bottom, except for their goalie. You know, and and that's going to be obviously the whole story. If Igor can steal a game or two, uh, or three or four, which he might have to in this series if if they're going to win, um, then you know I, I could see that happening because he's really that good. He had those two games where he got absolutely shelled, and he's still ranked in the top four goalies right now and goal saved above expected because in his last game he faced a ridiculous amount of shots and was just incredible and and then obviously the, the earlier game in the series where he was fantastic as well so it's uh it's i think it'll come down to seven for that reason alone 
I think that we need to come up with a new name for goal saved above expected because it's a mouthful and we say it a lot on this podcast. There is another advanced analytic called the Fenwick. So I'm thinking maybe we switch it and call it the Chadwick because you love to say it so much. So if we say the Chadwick... You know we're talking goal save above expected. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like the Fenwick stat, though. I prefer Corsi 4 and Corsi against. Well, gets, Fenwick's kind of stupid. But yeah, Fen- Fenwick's just the name. <laughs> yeah, Fenwick's a cool name anyway. Um, but yeah, guys, like I look at this forward group, and Carolina's way deeper. I look at their defense group. Carolina's just way better. Um, and then, like I said, goaltending, it's it's Igor. Like He's been one of the, the best goalies in the playoffs. He was the best goalie in the regular season. So it's going to come down to that. The reason I'm picking Carolina, and, I, and because I don't think Igor will be able to do it again, the reason I'm picking Carolina is that um, you know New York isn't going to have to play a third-string goalie this time around and and that really was the difference for for pittsburgh they pittsburgh dominated new york every single game and and if you look at the deserve to win meter that counts your chances and expected goals for and against pittsburgh was in the positive every single game by a landslide the difference was they had a phenomenal goalie out at one end and a borderline ahl starter in the other no offense to Louis Domingue, but he's not who Tristan Jari was at the start of the year when he came out extremely hot, and he's not even a Casey DeSmith who is league average. All three of their goalies were below average in the playoffs this this series who played, and uh, it, it just it, it's so tough if, if that's what you're getting between the pipes. So I think New York has a legit shot because they have a, a, a all-world beating goalie, but I, I can't go against Carolina here. I just think they're better top to bottom. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that need a better name, deserve to win a meter sucks. Um, <laughs> I like uh, it. One, one thing I will say about the Rangers defense is I've been loving Miller's game. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of keeping my eye on him every time I'm watching the Rags play. And he has been logging a lot of minutes. They had him up with Fox for a little bit. So I think he's back down in the second pair now. But he logs minutes and is tough to play against. Hard. Noah's player. And he can jump in on the rush anytime. So, been loving his game. But, yeah, Chad, that the decor at Carolina, you know, we've talked about that enough, like for the yeah. last five years, it's sick. So I, I'm taking that matchup. And yeah, the, I love the point of like kind of the, I'm not going to call it an easy first round because they had a 94% chance of losing after going down three to one. Yeah. But, but playing Lou Deming that, you know, I, I think Carolina, all three of Carolina's goalies are better than Louis Deming. So I agree. A lot of ex-New York Rangers on the Hurricanes too, so this will be uh, this will be an interesting series. And it feels like these two teams always meet up in the playoffs. This time, it's in the second round, and we've got a clean sweep. Uh, all the all the boys taking Carolina in this series. Let's move on to the Battle of Florida. We had this in round one uh, last year, and now we get it in round two. The Tampa Bay Lightning, of course, uh, defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champs, taking out the Toronto Maple Leafs in seven games against the Florida Panthers, defeating the Washington Capitals in six games. And it wasn't that easy for the Panthers to do, uh, but they get it done. Carter Verhage, what a playoffs for him so far. Gets the overtime winner in game six in Washington, and the Panthers win their first playoff series for the first time since 1996. Uh, This series was excellent last year, guys. Battle of Florida, and we get it for the second year in a row. 
who are we taking? I've got uh, just given the way my original bracket looked, I've got the Florida Panthers in seven games. Yeah, this series, I will have my eyes glued to at all times because it was so good last year. And like, you know, Florida first place team, Tampa probably um, with Toronto at the top of like the best teams in the league this year, in my opinion. So and a lot of people's opinion, obviously. So it's going to be a great series. A lot of hate there. We love hate. We love it. We do. In the playoffs of hockey. <laughs> we do. Let me clarify that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I had a hard time looking at this series and trying to pick a winner. Like this is it's so hard to go against Tampa at all times. But I do have Florida in the Stanley Cup finals. So obviously I'm going to lean that way. Plus, I got to look at last series and Tampa Bay. I think Toronto was the better team. 70% of the time in that last series, it's just not the way things shook out for them. And Tampa, it seemed like at times they they weren't completely into the game. There's a couple guys that were struggling, like Kucherov's a 50-50 player with me. Either he's on or he is off. And uh, there's been a lot of that so far this series, plus the comebacks. They have let Toronto back into games multiple times. And who are they playing right now? The comeback cats. So I, I don't think they they can put themselves in that position in this series. Plus, Florida, home ice advantage. I'm taking Florida, and I'm actually going to do it in six games. Damn. Okay, so I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the guy to do it then and say Tampa Bay is going to take this series and uh, perhaps even three-peat, guys. I think they looked extremely good against the Leafs. And five on five, I think it was a wash. I think the Leafs were a bit better five on five, depending on what stats you look at. But special teams, when it when it came to that, they were so good in, in that first round series against the Leafs. So if I'm looking at this series, first of all, you guys said it. Like the Battle of Florida, we saw it last year. It's incredible. I think this will probably be the best series of the playoffs unless somehow Tampa and Colorado meet in the finals like that would be amazing to see but I think this could be the best series we see in the playoffs and it sucks that again one of these two teams has to go home the the back-to-back defending Stanley Cup champions and the President's Trophy winners you know first and third in the Atlantic Division one of them has to go home and uh, you hate to see it, but I'm going to say it's going to be Florida. And, you know, that's going against what the betting odds say. That's going against what uh, Money Puck's probability says. They've got 63% that Florida wins the series. But guys, I just think there's something intangible that that Tampa has. I, I think, you know, they're a team who gets it done no matter what, even if they, they may not be the best team you know, on the ice in that given game, but they're, they're just able to do it and, and close out series. And especially when you've got one of the best goalies in the NHL over the last, you know, five years uh, between the pipes, and you know that he can just switch it on like that, like he did in game seven against the Maple Leafs. Like, it's really scary to me. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay in six games because I think they had their scare in the first round. And uh, I think they're, they're just going to cruise right now. And, and at the same time, though, the, the same, you know, the, the reason I'm picking Tampa Bay as well is because Florida kind of sketched me out in the first round. Not going to lie. Like they ended up closing out the series, you know, quite, quite neatly and properly, 
you know, which was it was good to see them get back on track. But, you know, Washington kind of took it to them a couple times and it just seemed like there was something wrong in Florida. And and I talked about this last episode with you, Harp, like I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. Something just mm-hmm. seemed out of sync. Maybe it was a chemistry issue, but because, um, you know, they're, they're a fantastic team. I just think that, uh, you know, if I look at these two teams on paper, on the ice, regular season playoffs, I think I'm taking Tampa every single time. I'll tell you what the thing was off with Florida. It's the same thing as the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's like 80% mental. They know that they have this first round gap that they have to get over. And obviously they had that in their mind and they struggled at first. But like you said once they turned it around it was like oh yeah this team is dominant i remember this now this team is the president's trophy winning team for a reason um you talk about tampa bay and you say like they have something intangible it's well i can put that into words for you as well it's next guy in line that team is like oh cooch stamkos point vasilevsky headman they're not getting it done okay well put it on nick paul's back like two goals in game seven one of them phenomenal i was like in awe watching that goal and like just love the guy we all love nick paul dude nick paul even you know (laughs) even though his major impact was in game seven all series long he was just a dominant force like that is a sick ad like by julian brisebois yeah oh nick paul's not getting it done okay ross colton will do it you did it last year like there's just the next guy in line will always step up on tampa bay and it's all about that depth you know all about the guys they they bring in you know two or two years ago we're talking about yanni gore last series we're talking about blake coleman and and uh barkley gaudreau and guys like that it's like or (laughs) patty maroon a few years ago um, you know, it's just always the next guy in line. Corey Perry can score big goals. It's it's a stupid team. Like, it's so good. So, yeah, that does scare me. That being said, I think that Florida has a, a lot of that, too. A lot of depth and a, a lot of guys that will get it done. Plus, their top dogs are playing like top dogs. So, it's good. One thing I'll and, say, and sorry, think, Harp, uh, sorry, on this Chad, series. Yeah. One thing I'll say is I think it could really come down to coaching because John Cooper is one of the best coaches in the NHL. And, you know, you've got an inexperienced guy behind the bench in Florida. Not saying he's a bad coach, but John Cooper is all-time. So that could be that could be a deciding factor there. Definitely. And I think with Tampa Bay, uh, the health of Braden Point is a bit of a, of a question mark, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we yeah. saw him go down awkwardly in Game 7 and uh, tried to take a stride and, and come back after that. But really struggled but again like case said they're just such a deep team next guy up and like again that third line is a huge factor for them and it's gonna be a factor the rest of the way they completely replace the third line and again it's a huge factor for them and i just wanted to say quickly uh, you know about nick paul like what a story this is a guy who worked his ass off in the minors he was a a great player in the american hockey league we had david foot on early on when we when we had the podcast going and of course he covers the belleville senators and 
I think we asked them the question, like, who's sort of that one guy on the senators or in the AHL in general that your surprise isn't in the age or in the NHL? And he said, Nick Paul, he's just he's so big. He's so strong, such a great player and a career season with the Ottawa Senators. He goes to Tampa Bay at the deadline and uh, he was uh, one of the X factors in game seven. So, again, that third line for Tampa Bay and they've got the best goalie in the on the planet as well. Such a such a great motor for a guy of that size in Nick Paul. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. No, exactly. And, and and like just you know, he didn't score on the play, but uh just when he was driving to the net, crashed into Campbell, like he's just yeah, he was a beast that game. So anyway, can't count out the Tampa Bay Lightning, but uh I like the Panthers too, man. And uh it'd be something if Carter Verhage could be an impact player in this series as well, because uh he's a former uh he's a former Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh there we go. All right. Uh so for the East, we've got Carolina and uh, a clean sweep uh, for the Hurricanes winning that series against the Rangers. And then uh, Case and I uh, taking Florida. Chad, you're sticking with Tampa Bay. So there we go. Moving on to the West now. We'll go to the St. Louis Blues who took out the Minnesota Wild in six games and uh, really, uh, you know, handled Minnesota quite easily in game six. Cam Talbot coming in for that one and the Blues win that one 5-1 to move on to round two of course they're the 2019 stanley cup champions and they'll be up against the colorado avalanche who have had a lot of time off in between rounds one and two uh they took out the nashville predators easily in four games a clean sweep for the avs and so guys i really want to take colorado but I like what you said, Case. I think there's something to sticking and honoring your original playoff bracket. And I really like the Blues right now. So I'm going to take St. Louis in seven games because I did have Minnesota winning that series and beating Colorado to go to the Western Conference Finals. So in honor of my original bracket, I will take the Blues. And uh, in that case, it's going to be seven games. So uh, what do we think about this series? Well, I think you absolutely just stole my thunder because I was going to say the exact same thing. I was going to be like, I had Minnesota going to the end, maybe even beating Florida in the finals uh, because I thought they were that good of a team. They're that tough, that that big. They have that work ethic, the culture, everything. But I think everything you can say about Minnesota, you can say about St. Louis now after that series. And uh, they just have some guys that elevate their game in the playoffs. Obviously, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron is like one of the best players in the league when he's in the playoffs. And, um, you know, there's a ton other you, a ton of others you can mention, like Jordan Cairo is an absolute beast right now. We love Robert Thomas on this podcast. So I actually have to do the same thing as Harper. Stick with my my original love of Minnesota plus Colorado. No adversity all year long major favorite for officiating uh no adversity in the first round a sweep they're like you can say they're rolling but to me it's just they haven't seen any adversity i'm going to keep using that word because i think it explains it the best and for that reason i think they're going to get shocked by the st louis blues in six games wow (sighs) let me tell you let me tell you guys let me tell you guys 
why you're wrong and why Colorado okay. is going to win in six games. <laughs> right. And by the way, Case, I like your point about adversity because I feel the same way, you know, and I've been saying the same thing about the Maple Leafs, that adversity is a good thing because once you overcome it, then you're, you're just rolling. And you're right. Colorado really hasn't had any adversity, but I think it's just because they're the best team in the league by a long shot. They're really, really good, guys. And if I look at, you know, how I like to do this, where I look at the forwards, defense, and goalies, in my opinion, Colorado it has a clean sweep there. I think they have better forwards, better defense, better goaltending. And, uh, you know, it might not be by a lot because St. Louis is good. And I actually did pick St. Louis in the first round to win. And and they did. They, they surprised a lot of people. But I liked St. Louis from the start, even though I didn't like them at the start of the season. I like their chances against Minnesota. But Case, I thought it was funny how you said, you know, you can say a lot of the same things about St. Louis that you can about Minnesota. And and I, I'm going to keep going with that because one thing you can say about St. Louis now that you could say again about the Wild in the first round is uh, there could be a controversy in net. And there could be the, the saying of, you know, you should have played the other guy. And, you know, the, the St. Louis Blues started Husso. And it didn't go so well. Jordan Bennington, cup-winning Jordan Bennington in 2019, by the way, uh, came in and he's been playing really well. But what happens if he has a stinker? Then do you go back to Huso, who had a really incredible season this year? Or do you stick with Bennington? Like, I think there's just a lot of questions. And I just hate seeing that in the playoffs. It's not my thing. I think you need a starting goalie to, to just carry the load. Even though I like both of those guys and they've both been... You know, it, like Huso was really good in the regular season. Bennington's been good in the playoffs so far. I just think there's no way that they're they're going to be able to shake Colorado. I've got Colorado in six games. Money Puck has them at seventy percent. I just think that like they they didn't even have to try against Nashville. It was that easy for them, guys. They're they're such a good team, and if they lose, I will be absolutely shocked. I've been saying the same thing about Colorado the last three years and that that is they're that good of a team. I think they're going to the finals. I think they're going to the finals and they don't do it every single year. And um, you know what I wasn't saying about St. Louis in 2019 is they're a good team and they're going to go to the finals. No one saw that coming. And I think they're better than they were in 2019. So I I mean. I love Colorado like throughout the season obviously they're good like I I say there's no adversity but they're also just a really good hockey team but um, I think I've got to shake things up I got to keep people on their toes harp and I on this one and I got to stick with my guns and go with St. Louis it's uh it'll be a lot more entertaining honestly if if you ask me this is the series in 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 the west that i'm actually not that interested in 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 the end i i'll probably have the tv glued to color or uh, calgary and edmonton battle of alberta because they'll be playing at the same time and uh you know if i can not fall asleep then that's going to be the one i'm watching that's the key Yeah, well, and and I I think the big question with the Avs is how do they respond when something goes wrong, right? Like we we saw the injury to Darcy Kemper. It looks like he's going to be okay. But when I saw that, I just was like classic, like big injury, you know, like Mm -hmm. he's done, he's finished. 
and things are, you know, Colorado's going to win the series, but then he's going to be out and things are going to fall apart. So I just, I don't know, I'm kind of waiting for something to go wrong for the Avalanche and for them not to be able to respond. Um, and so we'll, we'll have to see. I like the Avalanche, but honoring my original bracket and also really liking the St. Louis Blues and their balanced attack. Again, I think Pavel Buchnevich was a huge add for them and has made a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko even better this season. Um, I just, I, I really like St. Louis. Yeah. The, for Colorado, like we talked about adversity and just last point on that, maybe it's the fact that they haven't been able to get over the hump of the second round. You know, and maybe this is the year. And that was the adversity in the past. They've had a ton of injuries in the past. You know, a couple of years ago, I, I think it was in the bubble where they had Michael Hutchinson starting like two or three playoff games for them. So, you know, maybe this is the year. I, I think they're they're deep in every position, and uh, you know, I, I just can't go against them. I, I agree, but with that second round hump and the same thing I talked about with Florida and Toronto, if if they have that. In- in their mind and they give up a game at home uh to st louis i think that's that's the end of them if if they lose one of these first two games then it's going to be downhill from there we'll have to see all right case you and i've got st louis chad you're taking the abs uh so let's move on to uh the second and uh final series in the west and uh the last series that we're going to talk about in round two of the stanley cup playoffs chad you mentioned the battle of florida being uh what will be the the best most exciting series and it's a shame that one of those two teams has to be eliminated in round two that is exactly how i feel about these two teams and about this series i am so excited for the battle of alberta in the second round i said it on the last pod what a treat this would be and this is the series that i'm going to be glued to i know i've got the early mornings guys and all that but i'm going to be napping in the afternoon so no i can stay up what, what sorry what's changing <laughs> and uh it, well the only thing changing is that uh, you know i'm i'm napping to watch a 10 o'clock game but anyway that's what i'm going to be doing all series long and uh and i'm going to be absolutely glued to the battle of alberta you've got johnny Goudreau scoring the overtime winner in Game 7 and the Calgary Flames. Uh, they're my Stanley Cup winner. And uh, and you've got the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid, an incredible first round. 14 points in seven games. Scores the big goal in the 2-0 win in Game 7 over the LA Kings. And uh, we've got the Battle of Alberta in Round 2. So, honoring my bracket and how much I like the Calgary Flames. I've got them going to the Stanley Cup Finals against the Florida Panthers. I'm taking the flames in seven games i think this is going to be an absolute war so what do we think yeah i obviously this is the series i can't wait to watch talk about hate it's going to be so so good um i think that's going to be a big component of it though is it's all going to come down to what team can can play that gritty game can play that rivalry game and not lose their head if it seems like to me you know usually matthew kachuk gets sucked into doing stupid shit with zach cassian and it's like that's a trade i want to make every single time he was doing it with klingberg last uh series so uh if i'm zach cassian the first thing i'm doing is rifling an elbow at (laughs) matthew kachuk right away um i had a hard time with this series too uh it's 
you know, I started looking at Calgary and I, I started thinking, man, the fact that they they had to push it so deep with Dallas, a team that we didn't even think should makes the should have made the playoffs. Um, that kind of scares me. They they did face some hot goaltending, but they also just weren't the dominant team they've been all season. I'm like, well, if they struggled against Dallas like that, what's going to happen in the second round? Then I went, wait. Edmonton struggled against the Los Angeles Kings. Obviously, I love the Kings, but we expected that series to be quick. I said they put up a fight. Well, they did. They went to game seven as well. So that threw a wrench in my whole strategy here. And I I started having troubles again. And uh, I still it's going to be a game time decision who I pick here. Um, But honestly, I think I've got to go with the Edmonton Oilers in this series, and I'm going to take them once again in six games. Um, I think the difference maker this year that that has me taking Edmonton is Connor McDavid so far in the series. He's not messing around. And when he's stepping up this big, I think it's just going to be a cruise to the conference finals for these guys because he wants this bad and i think more so than anyone in the playoffs so um yeah i guess i guess i said it for the rangers but i'm gonna say it for mcdavid uh, we've this phrase has been said before but Connor mcdavid in six yeah <laughs> yeah he had that press conference after a loss uh where he had the long face he was pouting he was a bit grumpy he was very short with the reporters and i think this was after like game two or three whenever, whenever they lost and and uh, from there, you know, he just absolutely took off. He, he changed his mindset. I mean, it's not like he was bad before then, but it was just like, okay, this isn't going to come easy. Let me dig in and take over. And that's what he's he's done. He's been the best player in the world, um, you know, for the last five years plus, And he's been the best player in the playoffs so far. So I could absolutely see Connor McDavid willing the Edmonton Oilers to a win here. But in the spirit of honoring our original brackets, um, I'm going to have to go with Calgary in seven games. When I look at the forwards, uh, the forward groups here, you know, you've got four of the top eight scorers in the NHL going head to head in this series, which is going to be incredible. Um, so I, their forwards, they, they both have some decent depth as well. I, I'm going to call that a draw. I think it's even. When I look at the back end, Actually, I'll, I'll go goaltending first. When you look at goaltending, again, you know, you've got Jacob Markstrom, who was incredible all year, and you've got Mike Smith, who is the story of the end of the season. Both have been absolutely unbelievable. So I think I'm going to have to give it a draw right there. I, I would say if I'm building a team, I want Jacob Markstrom. But right now, if we're just looking at who's been playing really well, it's Mike Smith, guys. Like he's been extremely good, as as funny as it is for me to say that, because the guy's like 40 and, and we rag on him all the time. But he, he's been so, so good. And that's been the story so far for Edmonton. Um, and then when I look at their D, it, it's Calgary by a mile. Like and and we know this. This is the problem with the Oilers. They don't have a solid defense group. Even though Woodcroft has found a way to make these top six guys on the back end in Edmonton, um, you know, more useful than maybe they they would have been before the coaching change or were before the coaching change. So, even though Calgary for sure has has better defense top to bottom. Like Case, you know this. We look at top pairings in the NHL in terms of expected goals for and against. And it's, and it's always Calgary. It's every pairing on Calgary. It's fantastic. So uh, even saying all of that, guys, I think this is going to be the absolute closest series 
And, uh, you know, it, it might be as fun, if not more fun to watch for me than, than the Battle of, of uh, Florida as well. Money Pucks got Calgary at 56%. To honor my bracket, to sum up, Calgary in seven games, but it's going to be close. Yeah, this is one that I actually went against my bracket on because I had Calgary, uh, Minnesota in the conference finals. But there's just so many things building up to this series that I like I had to go with my gut. Like normally I would be taking Calgary here, but my gut was telling me Edmonton. It's telling me McDavid. It's telling me Kachuk being um, too worried about Zach Cassian all series. It's it's storyline. It's Mike Smith standing on his head. It's guys like finally realizing, okay, we've made it through this first round with the Edmonton friggin Oilers. We got two of the best players in the league. And one of them is um, having the best playoff series in however many years. Like he's a lock for a con Smythe if they go to the finals. So it's like, we got two of the best players in the league and one is pissed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be talking to McDavid in the dressing room right now. I'd just be like, keep the mojo don't change your underwear whatever you're doing keep doing it like that's been fun to watch and uh yeah i think ultimately and or calgary is the better team in this series but not always does the better team win and i think that's the case here and i think edmonton takes it and if they go to game seven then calgary wins so they've got to do it in six that crowd is going to be electric in game seven yeah Oh, it, it sure was on uh, Sunday night against Dallas. And uh, the, the one thing I wonder about the Oilers, too, is uh, the health of Leon Dreisaitl, because obviously he's not right, guys. He's hurting. You know, he's obviously going to sit there and say, I'm fine, like he did and everything. But, you know, th- he's obviously not right. But uh Connor McDavid's just been unbelievable, and he'll take them as far as he can take them. But uh, I, I do think Calgary is the all-around better team. I, I, I like the Flames. I like the way they're coached. I mean, Daryl Sutter's sound bites are just fantastic, and and he's won before. Like he just he he gets the best out of his players. But I just can't wait for this series. It's the one that I'm going to be just absolutely glued to, even though every game's at ten o'clock at night. But it's going to be awesome. Let, let yeah. me say this on Sutter. It, it, like, if, if I'm going to pick one thing on the podcast that I've been the most wrong about, I mean, there's a bunch to choose from. But criticizing the Daryl Sutter hiring, uh, I'll say right now, flag it, you know, number one, that's the worst take I've ever had because he has proved me wrong every step of the way. He took this team from mediocrity to a Stanley Cup contender in in a matter of of a season really and yep. he's been he's been that good i don't know how he does it but he's able to get players to buy into a system that they may otherwise not have wanted to play so whatever he does in the locker room it's been working and i'll i'll say right now i'll own it i'll be i'll be a man and say it that is my worst take i've ever had on the podcast <laughs> interesting yeah i will agree to disagree <laughs> I've had some bad ones too, but that was <laughs> oh, that was bad. God, Seattle yeah. being a playoff team was definitely one of them. Hey, I stand by that. If they got average goaltending, okay, <laughs> we won't get back into that. We'll stick to actual <laughs> playoff conversation. Uh. <laughs> uh, and and you know what? I, I got to give a nod to Jay Woodcroft too. I, you know, I mentioned Daryl Sutter, but Woodcroft to come up from the American Hockey League and immediately have an impact on the Oilers to just, you know, 
change the their style and and make them better defensively and just get the most out of out of guys and um and and just just a great guy too like after the the series with the kings like you know guys i just before i talk about our team and all that want to take a minute to congratulate dustin brown on a great career like he's just he's a, he's a great guy he's been great for this team and so two great coaches two great teams a wonderful rivalry that's great for the province of alberta it's a shame that one of those teams has to go out in the second round but um yeah, it's 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 going to be awesome. So there we go. Uh, two of us taking Calgary, one of us taking Edmonton. That being case, and there we go. The remaining eight teams, the four playoff series that we have in round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Looking forward to it. Uh, enjoy this night off because the craziness is back up and running starting Tuesday night. So enjoy it. We'll talk to you again next week, and don't forget. We have our merch still available at boysinthebooth.com. So uh, get your uh, your swag for summer 2022. Get yourself set up. And, uh, and again, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at www.patron.com slash boysinthebooth.